Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Good evening and welcome everybody to our next uh, uh, episode of Union of the Unknowns presents Not Your Mama's News. Hosting uh, today will be me, Keel Thor. With me are the unknowns, Stella Q from Down Under, hey. Terrence from Canarence, and Justin oh. Ismkant from Atlanta Cant, I guess. Atlanta Cant, that's true. Uh, all right. Um, we've got stories to uh, convey to you guys. and. Let's get us started. I think Stella has a story from Las Vegas, you know, Sin City, something like that, right? Well, actually, I've got, yeah, start from down under here. <laughs> this is um, about uh, COVID, just for something different. Um, First of all, I'm just going to announce that there's much excitement because three million doses of Novavax have just arrived in Sydney. Thank, thank goodness. That's going to be available hey. from February. Great. Anyway, triumph. So Queens, yeah, the University of uh, the Gold Coast, uh, Sunshine Coast, uh, beginning trials on a new mega vaccine, they're calling it. It's the mRNA1230, 1230. That's from Moderna. And uh, they're beginning trials. It, what it is, it's a three-in-one convenient shot. So it's going to cover <laughs> COVID, influenza, and RSV, which is respiratory sing... <laughs> I knew I'd stuff this up. Syncytial. Syncytial virus. Syncytial virus. Rehearsing did nothing. All right. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's three-in-one. Um what can you say they're they're advertising for people to come and be guinea pigs they want volunteers between 50 and 75 uh that's going to involve seven clinic visits eight phone calls to follow up over 13 months so this should be completed by february next year can i go, can i jump in real quick with a question mm. isn't rsv sure. typically a vaccine we give to children don't know. Certainly you know, disease Terry? that's often yeah, RSV. Well, it's certainly disease that often is, is often in children. Yeah, yeah. Because right. it just sounds like they're. I've never heard of anyone getting an RSV vaccine that wasn't just in the childhood, like in the like three hundred shots they give your baby before they're three. I don't. I'm not sure the RSV vaccine is a regular vaccine. I thought that was something that was new. Or I don't know. Like, yeah, no, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. No, I don't think I, don't, I, I, I haven't heard of it before. I don't. I don't remember. Anything. Okay, no, I'll trust that. you guys. Yeah, that's. I don't. I. I, I don't have any kids, so I, <laughs> I have no idea what the shots are. I hadn't heard of it before, so I just think they're just throwing it in as a little bonus, I guess. Really. Yes. Yeah, so the first. The first I started hearing about it was this year for me. Was it was right around. The COVID vaccine push, oddly enough, which right. makes me think that RSV might be a symptom of the COVID shot. 
but i'm sorry absolutely that's what i'm thinking too <laughs> Wait, i'm sorry please continue yes. Stella. yeah i had that same thought actually and also the fact that they're combining covid influenza and the rsv it's sort of like it's all kind of yeah it's all clouding it all in together isn't it you know, like whatever flu is really responsible for they're kind of blaming co i don't know it's all just such a big mess but anyway their aim is to boost uh, it's going to be an annual booster shot um to the aim is to reduce significant morbidity yeah. and mortality linked to the three viruses um they've also moderna has also at the same time launched another program to develop another vaccine against endemic human coronaviruses or hcov so there's all sorts of new vaccines coming out um just currently making you know, stuff up now <laughs> i know <laughs> i know it's just insane um, currently, Spike, Vax, and Comirnaty are the only jabs that are approved for all age groups in Australia. I don't know if that's the same with you guys. Um, it all seems like, you know, every different place has got different standards and rules and data. I don't know. It's really hard to follow. It's a little bit hard to, to find some of this, too, because the um, University of Sunshine Coast website's a mess which I thought was quite funny with all their funding and everything, and they can't even get their website right. I don't think I'm going to let them inject me with anything. You go into like a, a GeoCities page. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> earthlink.com yeah. slash university slash university. You got some Sanskrit up there. I, or I want to know, know who was the marketing guy who thought that Spikevax was a good name for a vaccine. You know, that would <laughs> encourage that people to thought. take it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. some spike backs, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's got barbed wire in it or something. Yeah, the, the the crime of that is that it doesn't protect you from spikes. Right. No, it gives them to you. <laughs> Rail, railroad workers, be, be warned. Stake with your chain mail. Uh, I, yeah, the golden so spike. I got another question for you, Stella. Sorry. Mm. Uh, uh, how You're many right. mice did they test us on, if any? I have not seen any evidence in my small bit of research of any kind of animal trials. I think they're just going whacking it straight into um, humans. <laughs> uh, something I, I've actually found, I found interesting about what you said here. They are specifically targeting older folks. You said 50 yes. and the 70 something. Yes. 50 that, to 75. I had that same thought. Mm. They, Cause I don't think they did that for the, Pfizer stuff, the Coob shots, right? That that was all like um, young, healthy people in those initial trials. Well, uh, no, well, no? yeah, they're in the trials, but when it was released, they did prioritize. Certainly in the UK, they prioritized yeah, they, older people. Yeah, they did. But I'm I'm saying, are are these? Is this a, a new being released to the general public? Uh, vaccine or is this a trial thing that you're talking this about is, this is just trials that are starting um as of february next month so they're just advertising for people at this point so right. at this point they're only starting on 50 to 75 year olds that's so I, the I think, they want i think that's significant i think if you want it to be a legitimate trial then you should be testing it on people who are uh, most vulnerable to the disease you're talking about saving them from and mm. You know, so maybe this is a step in a better direction. I don't know. And the other angel on the shoulder is it's also would be very useful demographic if you're trying to murder old people. 
Oh yeah. That's yeah. Had that thought. Apparently, this mm. is what they call an investigational vax, which contains acids naturally found in the body's cells. So that sounds all very friendly and organic, oh, doesn't wow, it? <laughs> no problem then. That yeah. sounds great. Where can oh, I get in that mine? Case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll see how it goes but you know i mean I've, I've i've always said convenience kills convenience is a killer and now, i think there's going to be a lot of people lining up for this sadly now um the you mentioned acids in the in the uh human cells that yes. reminds me of that guy down in texas that polish doctor that was administering some kind of uh human derived acid or amino acid or something right to, in order to combat cancer but he's been he's oh, been man, so yeah what's his name i can't remember that guy's name was he's got a few to move his to mexico oh he he's in mexico now or oh, he died several years ago but his uh i think he's had to move off yeah he was really hassled by the feds um yeah. and the fda and people like that and he's he, yeah they, were, they kept taking raiding his office and taking all his notes and there's a really good uh doc series that i want to recommend uh, by ty and charlene bollinger called the the truth about cancer and they cover this bloke quite um extensively and uh there's there's a lot of other people like him who've come up with sort of natural cures for cancer and uh they get har harassed uh unendingly by the feds um was that the guy that i posted a documentary on in the last week or so on that the was the one group. you posted is that that guy yeah. right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. He got really happy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched that as well. It's a very good documentary. I can't remember what it's what was yeah. it called, Star. Um, I'll find it. I'll find it while you guys chat. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot of um, cancer cures. That um, I think the whole cancer thing is a bit of another, another boondoggle. Sadly, um, there's a, there seems to be too. a lot of very effective treatments that have been covered up. Yeah yes um well look at the royal rife machine the technology what's that you know, the rife. Interesting, yeah. yeah yeah it's basically um in a nutshell it's frequencies finding the right frequencies um, uh, that destroy certain things yes. so each disease has its own frequency and i think it was sort of i think it, it wasn't just like one frequency i'm pretty sure there was like sympathetic frequencies involved so there was like you know say if you had a frequency going at 1k then you'd have another one running at 1.1k or something like that. Well, that's that's so basically what they do with kidney stones. Yeah, but that's right. uh, they use an ultrasound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't I don't think yeah. they're looking for a specific frequency. It's just they can hit it with the the, the subsonic ultrasound waves, and it just kind of breaks it up because it's kind of fragile anyway. I've actually seen a little bit of info not too long ago about, which I never knew, that um, there's a lot of info coming out about ultrasound and how that's like, that you really shouldn't, it's not as harmless as people, as it's been made out to be. And uh, yeah, particularly they're saying really in vitro, try to avoid it unless you absolutely have to have it. Because yeah. people just, you know, yeah, they just go and I've have it just find out the sex or see how the baby's going. And it's, you don't yeah. think anything about it because mm -hmm. it's been told it's safe. But. I mean, 
I, I'm of the opinion that in general, you should try to stay away from any kind of medical procedure or, you know, medicine and, or whatever you want to call it. And just, unless you have to, or you always got to, you always have to weigh the risks or do a risk analysis of your own life and your, your family's needs. Uh, that's just a Absolutely. public service announcement from me to everybody listening. Just no, don't just go running absolutely. out. Don't I, run I'm out very and get much, the latest thing. I'm very, I'm very much of the opinion: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not really down with all these scans and you know the, because, uh, like I, I know a bit about mammography. I've looked into that a bit, and um, there's a lot of times I identify things that aren't cancer, and then they say, "Oh, we better cut this out," you know. They call it, uh, I think they call it zero stage cancer or something. Um, but that happened it, to it me. means it's not really cancer at all. Oh, really? Wow. I'm sorry. I was, that. yeah, I won't go into too much detail. I didn't actually end up having the surgery, but boy, it was close. Mm. Um, for some reason, at the last minute, they just went, we've decided not to do this. I don't know why or how that happened, but I was just out of there so quick. But it actually turned out to be a calcium deposit from, I know, I suspect it's from me playing guitar where I held, held my guitar and it was against my. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that happens a lot, Stells. That happens a lot. Mm. You know, right. there's a lot of women who've been un unnecessarily sort of butchered by surgery because you know it's 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 the same old story. It's a money making operation. Yeah, you know, exactly. there's no money in sort of um, sending people off and saying there's nothing wrong with you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And like what you were saying, Keels, I think it just made me think. Yeah, the the whole medical industry is really. I mean, they've sort of molded it to do this turnaround of where everyone just runs off straight away to the doctor instead of making yeah. themselves mm -hmm. attempting to make yourself better. I mean, I had a nasal infection the other day. I made myself better. I didn't have to go to a doctor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, oh, yeah. it's just a little bit of reading and getting a few natural things. Yes. I haven't been to a doctor. I've been probably twice in 15, 20 years. Right. Wow. And I, um, I can't even catch all that ice cream. Yeah. Like I, I intermittent fast almost every day. I get sunlight and I move around every day. And that's really all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I definitely think eating is got a lot to do with it. Cause I don't like, I hardly eat and I don't eat on by the clock. I eat when I'm hungry and I only eat till I'm not hungry anymore. I don't eat much at all. Really. Oh, well, and yeah, it's, healthy. I not only eat a lot. I eat, I don't eat healthy food. Like, I had Taco Bell for lunch today and, you know, I'm still fit and, you know, healthy. So I'm all for processed food. Yeah, yeah. I think the intermittent fasting um, thing is very, very valuable, but this is not healthy for us. Right. Yeah. Just to round off your story, Stella, um, go back to, to what you brought up. Um, I was very encouraged by you You posted on the Discord channel the YouTube video announcing this wonderful trivalent vaccine. And uh, you said, look at the comments. And the comments absolutely burned this idea. I couldn't find one in favour. They were all saying things like, mega death is not just a heavy metal man. And, you know... Um, it was just, they were absolutely lambasted this idea. So that was very yep. encouraging. I'm yeah. seeing that a lot, actually. It's been very eye-opening and surprising and extremely encouraging because it's just happening all over the place. Mm. I don't know whether it's just people who are pro just don't bother to comment. I, I'm not sure, but 
yeah, I mean, even on, anti. even on like Facebook, when you see like a CDC post or something, um, I always click on it to like see the laugh reacts versus like the likes and the heart. <laughs> and it's getting to be to where people are ratioing these vax posts uh, by the CDC with laugh reactions, which yeah, is awesome. really, you know, fills my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that. I'll report back if there's any <laughs> anything to report. And can I ask you real quick, um, how many people die from RSV that we need a vaccine for it? Yes, yeah, so this is something that, that yeah, because I was saying we've never even heard of this before now, but apparently <laughs> I it's, I it was just it's yeah, it's such an imminent disease that we have to start shooting it. <laughs> into people yeah oh and it are these is are is the covid shot the only one that's a gene modifier do we know the, oh i think this is yeah the mrna technology i'm pretty sure that's only been from covid on hasn't it terry yeah, it so has at the moment but there i think their idea is to roll it out for all sorts of um diseases so they're, they're working on a flu one as you say they've got this one for the rsv um so i think that's their big idea now is they're going to roll it out for pretty much yes. everything so, so i'm to, wondering i mean you know it's an it's an irony free world because moderna's working on an rna an mrna vaccine to uh treat myocarditis <laughs> oh my God. Uh, i won't make the obvious oh. comment <laughs> so well, I, actually I was, Sorry, Justin. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I wonder if they're going to wait until they. this is going to be a triple mRNA shot where they can get RNA, Vax, uh, COVID, flu, and RSV shots. That's what this is. That That, that is what it is? That's exactly they're, what this they're is. They're all yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I was going to actually just one really quick point, but it's, it's a big point. Um, I have always been led to believe that I've never understood the flu shot. Because by the time that virus comes out, it's then morphed into some other strain. And then you're vaccinating for something that has been and gone. So how the hell Absolutely. can they go COVID, influenza, influenza and RSV? Which strain of influenza are they referring to? Uh, are they just going to keep updating it or what? I think they... Like, um, Absolutely bang on the money. Yeah. They, um, just like when we all found out that the COVID shot didn't prevent spread the spread by any means. Um, no, before they, the shot came out. Right. And then uh, <laughs> they changed the narrative to, well, you, you may still get it, but you're not going to wind up in the hospital and die. You know, okay. I, I think that's the same thinking that the flu shot has always been, you know, you, you may, it may not be correctly tuned to the specific flu in your area, but you should go ahead and still get it because having it will will build your immune system to a, a certain degree to help fight the the disease off once it gets in you. A lot of people are well. I mean, I know one directly that um, got the COVID shot and then got the flu shot. Oh yeah, just, yeah, might as well do it at the same time. So let me ask you: it's Do you guys insane. like? Do you guys know a lot of people that get the flu shots? Yeah. Because I find not a lot. Because I used to work at a, at an elementary school, so it was like all the teachers take the flu shot, 
And it was while I was working there that I started seeing like a lot of people get the flu right after getting the flu shot. I mean, that's, yeah, that's well, peculiar. I mean, you hang out, well, you weren't hanging around the kids like the teachers were, but you hang out in the, uh, in the school Goodness. and you're going to get like every disease within, you know, a hundred mile radius. I don't know, man. I work there doing maintenance and custodial. So like I'm picking these kids snotty fucking <laughs> tissues up off the floor. You well, know me. Okay. I don't, I don't, in the... I don't wear gloves. I was never sick. I never get sick. In the UK, um, in the UK, doctors got paid for every flu shot they gave out. Uh, and remember, the you know it's the NHS, so they get paid by the state. Basically, they're not working privately, but they nevertheless they got a bonus for every shoot flu shot. So every time you went into the doctors, they were trying to give you a flu shot. And in fact, following on from Justin's thing, I hardly ever go to the doctors now. I haven't been for years and years. The last time I went the nurse who was checking my asthma medication or something gave me a flu shot without asking me and without me realizing what was going on. She basically assaulted me with this flu shot so she could get her extra money. Wow. So that was the last time I went. Yeah. <laughs> wow. been back cool. to that office. That's, wow. Yeah. That's... Gosh, I would have I would have been on to well, you know. <laughs> it's a hassle, isn't it, to go to court, but um yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say any I guess is. Yeah, anything um, we Anything we comment on with this should be like in the context of in Minecraft and not in real life. Right. <laughs> so a little bit yeah. off topic, Terry, is the UK does, do they do euthanizations like Canada's been pushing uh, lately? And same question to you uh, down in Australia. It, no, they... it, it's, I, I don't think they've done it in the UK yet, but it's legal in, they've made it legal recently in Spain. Over to you, Stella. Yeah, sorry, man. Um, yes, I think they've just brought it in in Queensland, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I haven't really looked into it, but I remember hearing something. Um, and God, Queensland seems to be this really evil place now. Well, it's the Queensland. What did you yeah. expect? <laughs> yeah, it's all her fault. That, that evil Queen Charles up there is just messing everything up. Oh yeah! Don't start me on Charlie. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> now we've we've been down under. Let's go. Let's go up in the air. And uh, Terence has some kind of uh, fancy astrology story, right? Not astrology, but astronomy. <laughs> As you know, there's a there's a big difference. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, so what I'll have exciting news. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, carry on. Oh, yeah, just, no, no, carry on. I was just gonna say that you know, one you can predict the future with, and the other is just some gay shit. <laughs> it's fake and gay, or something. Yeah. Well, possibly, yeah. So you can make your own mind up whether this is fake and gay. I'm I'm fed up with black pill and everyone with the news of election fraud and and covid death and destruction so uh this is a nice story a comet not seen since fifty thousand years ago will be visible again in early 2023 in, in fact now uh it's not actually visible to the naked eye quite just yet but nearly and it's it's going to get a bit brighter so you might be able to see it near the constellation of uh, a name who I always have trouble pronouncing, Bootes, which is up near the 
the North Star. So visible oh, I think from it's called the Northern Beetlejuice. Hemisphere. Sorry, sorry, Stella. I'm sorry, no, 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 I think it's called a, Beetlejuice. No, that's a, that, no, 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 this is a constellation, not a star. There's a star called Beetlejuice, which is in Orion. This is wait, root is a constellation. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say Beetlejuice or Beetlejizz? Because it really sounded like the former when Terry some said people it. say Beetlejuice, some people say Beetlejuice, and some people Beetle there's guys. a lot of different pronunciations for that star. The the bio exorcist. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes. So where is it visible so, from, um, Terry? The, Do you know? It's only visible in the northern hemisphere, I think, at the moment. So I'm I'm yeah. sorry about that, Stella. Um, well, yeah, we're in the Kyle uh, Kielter, we're in the northern hemisphere, right? Of course. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the northern hemisphere, so you guys can see if you look up towards the uh, towards the plow or the Big Dipper, which is up in the north, uh, it's quite close to there. Except you can't see it with a naked eye at the moment. You'd probably be out to see it with binoculars or a telescope. It's uh, the magnitude of it, which is you know the sort of technical term for the brightness, is is just below naked eye visibility. And we have a very dark sky here because we're a dark sky reserve and we have lots of international telescopes on the island uh so I've, i have a bit of a chance to see it in the next next week or so uh no, it's got it? the catchy name of c 2022 e3 ztf so um you can tell your friends <laughs> sounds like it uh, uh, and it's very exciting because it's not been sorry yeah, oh, i was just gonna say it sounds like a covid variant I had to get a Z in there. It does sound exactly like a code. That's a really good point. Yeah. Um, so there you go. And um, comets <laughs> are very interesting things because uh, was it 10 or 20 years ago we had one smash into Jupiter? And uh, that mm -hmm. kind of made every astronomers and, and other scientists sit up and take notice of it because they, you probably heard of this guy, Velikovsky, who, who wrote books uh, many years yes. ago about how there's lots of disasters overtaking the solar system all the time. And mainstream scientists were just going, yeah, what a load of rubbish, that would never happen. But <laughs> um, when this comet smashed into Jupiter, they sort of thought, oh, maybe this could happen. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, and it's it's more widely believed now that we have these big impacts on Earth every now and then. Not this one, because it's going to be 26 million miles away, apparently, which is you know, close by astro in astronomical terms, but still quite a, a, a decent escape. Yeah. And, so uh, there you go. So that'll be exciting. So that's something you'll look out for in the next few weeks. Yeah, the it's the comet. I don't know if it's going to be visible or not. Yeah, it's uh, it's Sorry. remarkable because the the uh, the the chemistry, the mineral makeup, or whatever the terminology would be for the makeup of a comet is uh, uh, a, a chemical that makes it look green, right? As it's burning away. That's what I heard. Well, this uh, they say this one is particularly green. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's a good point. It, they're that kind of awful, made yeah. up of um, what they call ices, which is like water ice and ammonia and all sorts of mm. um, compounds that have a very low melting point. Uh, and and when they approach the sun, a lot of this material gets blasted off by the solar wind, and so which is why what gives the comet its tail. 
So uh, I, I've seen one in my life, you know, uh, uh, must have been Kahootek or something like many, many years ago. I saw Haley's. Uh, mm -hmm. Justin, you have a. I don't think I saw that one. You have a this, question, Justin. This might be a really stupid question, but what's the temperature in space? Absolutely. That's a good question. Uh, four right. degree, four degrees Kelvin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch! That Kelvin motherfucker. It's shows very, up. very cold. That's <laughs> that's like minus two hundred and sixty nine degrees C. Pretty cold. Nice. Oh, wow. I guess it would depend where you are. Yeah, yeah, so, probably, well, yeah. If you're near the sun, obviously. So yeah. there are chemicals that have a melting point that low. Well, on the well, on the side, well, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, the, oh, the that makes is, sense. It's basically solid. When it the comets go way out, way, way out, way beyond Pluto, miles, miles away from the, so from the sun. In the uh, which is why they have a very long period of orbit in the Oort cloud. That's quite right. And then, uh, so every now and then, um, one of them, you, sometimes they get sort of shifted by gravitational effects of them nearby stars, and that makes one come in. Or they, they're regular ones like Halley's Comet that, you know, you can predict it's going to come around every, I can't remember how many years. 80, 80 something years. Like 100 and something. 80 something years that sounds right yeah yeah because uh, um, and it, what's his name uh the author sometimes clemente, they... clemente not clemente clements yeah. mark twain uh he was born yeah. when halley's comet came through and then he predicted that he would die as halley's comet was coming by and sure enough that's what happened and so i wonder if wow. he uh he made sure that he made sure that happened i don't know i don't remember what his cause of death was filled his own prediction that's yeah. fantastic i didn't know that. <laughs> his his cause of death was he had dirt on hillary clinton <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and the moral of the story is just he was the guy who, yeah but he, he was the guy it came out one of my favorite quotes he was the one who said the rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated that's right isn't it yeah that's that was <laughs> him, i believe i think he also said um so yeah so exciting times yeah didn't he also say there are three types of uh misinformation he didn't say misinformation but he said lies damn lies and statistics wasn't that yeah. him yeah i think, I think was. that was him and uh yeah did he was he not also the one who came up with there are only two uh truths in life death and taxes or something like that yeah, uh, do sure things in life i think it was was that him or was that Brent yeah. franklin wait what did you say stella i think he's it was okay. there's only two Frank, sure things franklin in life oh, death in texas stuff. yeah okay all right well thank can, you Terrence. that was can that was, i ask do we have time go, for a couple to look of space out questions for, exciting all right what what justin yes. do we have time for a couple of space questions yeah um so we won't uh, just real quick pluto what the fuck is it a planet who knows um and Man. constellations who the fuck come up came up with that shit like it doesn't look anything like what they're named after and that was that was that was my well I'll, I'll come back to that one that's very <laughs> well, that's about, very interesting i agree with you they don't look like anything why don't you guys call in so you can answer Justin's questions here. 
about Pluto, <laughs> and then let us know what your favorite constellation is. And while you're at it, have you tried uh, taking video of a solar eclipse with your camera and did that ruin it? Because I feel like that's not true, but they tell you it. But I don't think it's have true. Have you, no. you guys seen a solar eclipse? I, I yes. went down to Devon in England in 1999 to try and see the one that was happening there. Bloody clouded over oh, to the boy. Oh. I hate that. <laughs> the the yeah. last one. Yeah, it was we awful. Had, we had. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe no, it was just years a few ago. years ago. Yeah. And I remember we all went outside and looked at it with our bare eyes. I did the same thing. <laughs> and it was actually, I was actually yeah. working at the elementary school when I did it. And ever, all the teachers were like, you can't do that. I was like. Yeah, yeah I, I'm just kidding. I didn't really stare at it. <laughs> like, well, I, I didn't think I you were that stupid. I didn't stare at it. I didn't stare at it, but I did it, like look it's up. Safe. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's, I mean, it's safe yeah. when it's in totality because it won't hurt your eyes. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't totally, it wasn't a total eclipse, but it was pretty damn close. And it, oh, right, it was just okay. kind of neat. Uh, we were a little bit too far south to see the whole eclipse, but it just got dark. It was like dark suddenly, and then it got light again. And oh, okay, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I the, can one, the, the one we were at was still pretty amazing. Yeah, even yeah. though we couldn't really see the sun. I can imagine being a caveman uh, thinking, "What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. God's mad at me." You, you're like this kill. There was supposed to be some uh, medieval battle that uh, stopped because there was a, a solar a total solar eclipse, and they thought, "Oh, this means we're not supposed to fight." And they all they both ran off in different directions. I was just thinking, like <laughs> or maybe even an ancient battle. Like everyone that saw that at the same like in the world, you know, whatever they were doing at that period in time, if it was something that they like thought was good or they thought was despicable like that was their sign for the gods being either pleased or upset <laughs> yeah absolutely speaking stella's of got a hand up stella i was just gonna sub to the list here um the next solar eclipse is april the 20th this year okay where where would you have to be in the world to see Where's that? it happening um that's a good question i don't know on the planet Some more reading nasa's nasa's in space. Uh, you know, where where in the big is very good where, in the, where in the big screen is nasa going to project it up <laughs> hundred bucks says <laughs> up <laughs> sorry guys I've, i might have had a little too much vodka that's quite all right i'm just looking up when the last one was actually uh, um Sorry, you Can I answer ahead. Justin's questions quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Can I answer Justin's questions quickly? Yeah. Pluto upsets me a lot because you know you shouldn't say this is a planet and then say it's not a planet. It's a planet. That's <laughs> yeah, just, just like, with it. Right? That's so disgusting. Because it's smaller than the others and has a funny orbit. And, that and, is a hate crime. And really, uh, apart it's very from non crime, it's a planetary hate crime. Yeah, apart from size, <laughs> what is What's the difference between anything floating around the sun? You and know, sometimes there, there isn't really a fixed criterion. And my wife has even told yeah, me is. that, like, too big is a thing. 
<laughs> so maybe Pluto's maybe Pluto's I find that very right. hard to believe. <laughs> maybe Pluto is just just the right size, you know. Let's yeah. ask Pluto's wife what it is. It's uh it's in the Goldilocks zone. Right. Um, what was your other question? Oh, constellations. constellations. There's a very interesting theory about constellations. That, that they're fake and gay? That I quite like. This is a bit, um, no, it's a bit Graham Hancocky, and so I apologize to Stella in advance. But it's a message from ancient civilizations to sort of uh, send messages about, you know, giving us knowledge of uh, what things are important. I can't remember exactly what they are. It's been a while since I read this theory. So I think it which goes is why they don't really look like the things they're supposed to be. You mean like a message to us in the future? Like from, from them to us? Yeah, because interestingly, interestingly, a lot of ancient civilizations around the world had the same or more or less the same constellations. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, they didn't have a think there's a lot of way, a... different ways you could group them. Yeah. Out of... I mean, that's the way they ran their calendars and their time for harvest and everything. They didn't have clocks or bureaus of meteorology or anything, so they did everything by the stars. And... So I sure, might be going What I mean out... is that the, what I mean Sorry, is just... the, the, the grouping of stars they use is the same. So between different civilizations around the world. So either they've had contact previously. Oh, right, or, yeah, yeah. Or well, they're... Something... My, that's I mean, Atlantis. I, I've heard that before, and I, I mean, I just... It seems makes sense to me that those are the brightest star clusters in the sky. Eh, I mean, that's just what they're going to pick up on. You know, there are probably there's probably or, other inst uh, constellations that probably we didn't we never heard about because they were just darker in the sky and people lost track. Yeah, of might be all that stuff. Are stars stationary? No, no. So no. then, yeah, how? Moving all the time. So then how is it that these, so over tens of thousands of years, will the constellations change shape? In theory. They yeah. do a bit. Yeah. Most, they, they, they uh, most, mostly they stay the same because most stars are quite a long way away, but the, the you know, the closer okay, ones, you will notice the movement over okay, thousands of years. Well, from, from our perspective so here on earth, thinking. You know, and we can't. I mean, they yeah. move. Uh, the it's it's astronomical the number the the amount of time it takes to spin around the the giant black hole in the middle of our galaxy. However, the the story goes. Uh, Stella, what's yeah. what do you, you have a question? Uh, I, no, I believe that um, apparently every twelve and a half thousand years, I think it was that the constellations theoretically should be sort of pretty much moved like moved in time like to the next month almost but can't yes, verify that that is the and procession they, presumably they now, all move um, at different speeds the speed. procession of the equinoxes if i if i'll give a quick explanation here that the, the the earth is tilted like this and it spins on its axis like that but like a sorry I'm no good for the listeners here the the earth the earth's axis is tilted slightly uh, with respect to the way it goes around the sun. Now, because it's spinning like a gyroscope, it tends to wobble around. So that means the north, uh, the north pole in the sky makes a circle round in the sky, and it's twelve and a half thousand years, roughly. And it does a twenty-three point four. So that's why twenty-three point four um, degrees. 
That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. Stars are fake and gay. Stars yes. may well be fake and gay. That is the conclusion yeah. we are drawing here. Ness is definitely fake and gay. Union of the Unknowns official stance on space is fake and gay. And fuck those and star gays. Pluto's life matters. Okay. <laughs> I've got a story related to ancient civilizations. It is there was a discovery in uh, Idaho at a dig site there uh, where they found um, spear points at a, at a level. Uh, they are dated to be between 15 and 16,000 years old, and they are nearly identical in style uh, to uh, spear points found near uh, Hokkaido in Japan. And since the current theory is that, you know, uh, people migrated across the Bering uh, region to find North America from that area, as well as other places in the world. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to me because you can see this kind of technological, cultural connection between that group and this group. And the, the, the same points that they found over in Asia are, are dated to be around 20,000 years old. So you even have these groups of people that, tra that traveled across the, the ocean to land here and settle in America. You know, it took that long, but they brought that technology with them uh, on the, on the, when they settled. Now, uh, the, they normally they had previously believed that the, the oldest uh, cultures in America were known as the Clovis cultures, and they used a certain kind of spear point called the Clovis spear point. Uh, but that, uh, that, uh, that culture is even younger than this culture that they've discovered these other spear points. So the current theory is this was the, the oldest. So the ideas are changing. But there's, there's more interesting stuff about the story. The, the place where they found these, uh, where these artifacts are along a river in Idaho. Uh, that river extends out to the Pacific Ocean. And at the time when they believed that the, the, the settlement was created, uh, the, the glacial sheet was so far south that it blocked passage uh, over land. Uh, but if you boated along the edge of the coast there, all the way down to the Northwest, Pacific Northwest, uh, what is now the Pacific Northwest of um, America, there, your first left turn is this river. So if you go across and there's ice sheet, ice sheet, ice sheet, and then you see this river, you head up river and then it takes you right to the settlement. Uh, also, the, the, the local... <laughs> natives that live in that oh justin you have a question i'm oh, sorry what is the difference between the pacific northwest and the northwest your position on the planet i suppose okay fair enough i'm just trying to pick i'm trying Whether to create the picture in my brain right i yeah okay uh, the the nez pierce are the the current native tribe that lives in that area and they have an ancient legend that talks about uh, two people 
settling right there in that spot. And they've always heralded that location as a, an important city area, an ancient part of their culture, which is something else that I, I always find interesting. I don't know if anybody else does, but when you can link archaeological evidence of an event in the, in, in the past to a mythology held by a present time people, I just, that just blows my mind. You know, oh, it's like totally. you're, you're looking, you're finding evidence yeah. of these, of the God for these people or whatever the, the case may be. And it, that just is amazing to me. So anyway, that's, it's an important discovery in archaeology, archaeology and the history of the settlement of America by humans. And anyway, that's so, uh, very interesting. Can I, can I ask I you how, this. I love this stuff, Phil. Yeah. How it, were they dated? Because you said they were 14,000 years old. Yes. And isn't that before they say that, like, we were, like, that was, like, when we were developing, going from, like, hunter-gatherers to, like, city-dwellers? Right. Well, the the way that you, you can't... Why is it hard cities? To, it's hard to date stone. And these are stone spear points. Well, that's that's what I was getting at was because I know like Monica Perez is very um, suspicious of yeah, carbon skeptical. dating, which is yeah. the number one. I, isn't that basically how we date everything? No, not necessarily. You have our carbon dating has a range. Any any dating method has a range, so you have to apply it to what you think it's going to be. But the way that you you date things like this is you look at the there's a you can define there's definitive layers of soil and you can you can see where there were charcoal where there were campfires and so you can date that you can date uh, animal remains in that same layer from different places all over the place you know in, in the region or even elsewhere along the world you can find layers of soil that have like if there was a big volcano, say, somewhere in the world, that ash is going to be found all over the place at the same layer of soil. And it could be a volcano in Siberia, and then you're going to find layers of soil with that same ash in, you know, the, the, the Iberian Peninsula in Spain, you know. So you can, it's, it's a comparative thing, and you just collect data points over time, and then at some point you can say, this is this is how old we believe this to be. Yes, Stella. Uh, I was just looking up quickly. Um, <clears throat> this actually, this is a, an article from May 2020. Um, I'll just read the title. It gives you the idea. Carbon dating. The archaeological workhorse is getting a major reboot. Hmm. So that'll be, I haven't read the article, obviously, but um, yeah, that might be an interesting one to look into and maybe talk that. about it on another episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, Carbon dating only works on organic material. So, right, uh, that's right. Um, yes. Kira's right. I mean, you could you can date... So they might date something in a layer using carbon dating, and that will get it fairly accurately. And then they, if they find something else in that layer, they say, well, this is from the same kind of age. And then... It says here, basically, uh, the result, if it gets recalibrated... Uh, the result could have implications for the estimated ages of many finds, such as Siberia's oldest modern human fossils, which, according to the latest calibrations, are a thousand years younger than previously thought. Hmm. 
Interesting. I've never trusted carbon yeah, dating. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll be wildly out because. I think the principle it works on is is quite sound. Mm-hmm. And the, the idea is that I think that plants take up different isotopes of carbon at different rates. And in working out the decay rate of the different isotopes of carbon, you can work out how old something is yes. you know, by comparing the, the ratios of the isotopes. So um, I, I think that principle is sound, but they might it might need a bit of a tweak here and there because... Um, I remember uh, I was telling Keel recently about the documentary when they found Richard III's remains in England, which was an amazing yeah. story, uh, in a car park and social mm-hmm. services <laughs> in Leicester. <laughs> uh, and um, they had to do a, um, what they said at the time was that the, the carbon dating uh, method needs a bit of an adjustment dependent on your diet. And because he had a very sort of rich person's diet with a lot of fish and meat which most poor people weren't having they had to do an adjustment um on his carbon dating so um so i i think you know it, it probably needs a bit of refinement here and there but i think that the basic idea seems sound although i haven't looked into it in that much depth yeah it seems I mean, like it's... a very crude method to me well it's not it's not an exact science but no. you can science you can isn't. If you're looking at layers, you can say something's older or younger than another layer just because it's either on top of it or not. No, no, I don't agree with that at all. And the reason that I don't agree is because um, I have seen photos, well, unless they've been faked, um, of like one tree, yeah. uh, like a whole tree in amongst a whole bunch of different layers that you know, mm-hmm. presumably before had been dated as like completely different times and that's not the case at all. And I've also seen a fossilized felt hat. <laughs> a fossilized what? Felt hat. Felt hat. Felt, felt hat. Felt yeah. hat. There are there are a lot of um, artifacts that have been found that I've heard about that mm. seem to be in the wrong kind of place in terms of their age. You know, yeah. modern yeah. tools and all sorts of interesting things. Yeah. I think they're actually rethinking but, the um, whole fossilization outlook that they had. You know, yeah. I think everything's up for grabs these days. But, um, uh, what I will say about <laughs> Kill's story, what uh, Kill's story is that the, the, the history of America that we've been told, I don't think is, is correct at all. Yeah. I don't think Columbus was the person who discovered it, for example. Come I think on, man. Vikings he and he possibly the, the Knights blue. Templar and yeah. uh, Lee yeah. <laughs> Maybe even the Celts. I think a lot of people went over to America. From, yeah, I, from I agree. I think, and possibly from Japan as well. By the sound of it. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, the 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 story of the European or otherwise settlement of America. I think is not as linear as not even close to what well, we and think it is. I mean, that I think- gets into some of like the Graham Hancock stuff where he's, he's, I think Graham Hancock, it might've just been like general, like history channel stuff, but I remember they had like, they were, they were able to find maps that took into account things that like from thousands of years ago where they shouldn't have been able to, you know, know how, you know, the map to, of, of Antarctica yeah. or yeah or even just like 
Thoughts like the past taking into account like it, um ocean currents and like the positioning of like um like a, a compass and stuff like that but i'm a retard so mm. i'm I, i'm here with three people smarter than me uh stella what do you what do you have not really i'm not pooing hancock like entirely 100 percent of his work however he has got some very major things um and i can't say wrong because i don't know i wasn't there in the ancient civilizations but i would highly recommend people go to archaics archaics.com because especially you kill because if you like this stuff you're gonna it's just gonna blow your mind mm -hmm. and this guy cites a lot of stuff i know i've said it before but yeah, yeah go there because this guy really cites um, many things from very very ancient books and things like that he's been reading this stuff mm. he's got a bit of a shady history um which turns a lot of people off um only in the sense that he's, he was in jail for a long time 17 years or something but that's why he was able to just read and read and read and from that he's got this incredible knowledge and he's put he's a chronologist as well he's put together the whole timeline his aim is to put together the history of the world um and you know the the, pro the proper history of the world not the lies <laughs> i wasn't so, yeah. uh leonardo da vinci put in jail for a while so uh yeah well, well galileo certainly galileo, I don't against yeah. that's the guy i'm thinking of galileo yeah well, he was a heretic wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> house arrest yeah, yeah well, at least he didn't get burned at the stake like a lot of other people did just for speaking against the narrative yeah, uh, you mentioned you mentioned archaics. Uh, I definitely keep forgetting about it, but yeah, I'm I'm going to look into it's that. It's intense, like it's really intense. You need some time to concentrate because it's so much of an information dump. Mm -hmm. But it's very, very amazing. Uh, it's got so many aspects. I definitely think the mainstream version of history we've been told is is not what actually happened. No, oh, there's too much cover up. There's so many, so much but, stuff gets covered up, you know, like you're not allowed to go into certain places and, and that's government, really, government covers up new fines. Right. And that's because like all of these professions, like archaeologists and all this shit, they're all basically entirely funded by government grants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. The universities and all that. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I throw money at, at the uh, Archaeological Society of America. I think that's who uh, publishes Archaeology Magazine. Anyway, have that's you my looked into them to see if they're Illuminati? Yeah, I'd be, I've, I've be looked into, into them a little bit. They they don't seem to be as political as some of the other, you know, magazine producers out there. But you never know. Mm. I like I like what they send me in the mail. So fair enough. It's very it's fascinating. I mean, it's it's endless and it's so complex and so mysterious yeah. because nobody really knows but the whole well, the whole atlanta thing i mean that would that would account for a lot of like what you were talking about before terry of um, common common things amongst ancient civilizations that were mm -hmm. supposedly separate well and can i add have you guys heard it, i forget it might have been graham hancock again um but someone was saying that the thing with the pyramids is that the like they would have to have set up such a complex system in order to get the rocks, the boulders from, you know, like the ground up to like, you know, the top. It would require this enormously complex like ramp or pulley system. And they haven't ever been able to find any evidence of any sort of 
tools or you know um devices to get these because the 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 mainstream narrative is basically there's a bunch of jews with rope pulling you know these big ass rocks i've i'm not like i've I've seen a lot of jews they aren't that they aren't bodybuilders i have a hard time believing that weren't built by they weren't built by slaves that's a myth but i think stella's got something to say there is a lot of theories about ancient technology that was around that is no longer around and it's happened over and over again as is uh, cataclysms that um, happen regularly um, but uh, yeah. some of that technology was based on vibration and yeah frequency and and, and there's a, also a theory about yeah, amplification yeah. also so, being uh, a theory about how the uh, pyramids were built but I'm not sure and that was actually the last um, time Graham Hancock was on Joe Rogan. Was He was saying that there were scientists in the Maldives that were working on that technology and that he claimed that they had like actually achieved that technology and they were going to like um, um, the opposite of patent, like um, give, it, give it away for free, you know. Uh, and it seemed... It, yeah. I remember something like that. Yeah, like it just sounded a bit off to me. That would help. That would help with my garden rebuilding project. That would be <laughs> so it would put a great big cork in that volcano. Uh, you know, Conan was <laughs> descended from the Atlanteans, so there's something to was he to be said about Conan that. And then the bar, the librarian. <laughs> Conan the librarian. Uh, Conan, Conan did the, you say? The Sumerian. <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> so can we from Hollywood? Can we go around a circle real quick and say whether or not all of us believe if Atlantis uh, was ever a real thing? I'll start. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, possibly. I go maybe as well. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, well I'll just go a hundred percent. Yep. I, you know, I think. I appreciate you committing, Stella. Thank you. You're here I, with a bunch of men. <laughs> you know, just like like what I'm talking about, um, the mythologies being connected to some archaeological, like some real evidence of what happened that sp- spawned the the story. I think Atlantis is probably something like that. Like there was a big, amazing city that somebody from a little podunk town in Greece or wherever visited, and was amazed by it went back home and wrote about it told all of his friends and it just kind of grew into a sort of a myth um i think i bet it was something like that and it was destroyed by a tidal wave or a volcano or something and that's kind of where it sprung from i don't i don't know if i believe the phoenix event well what the more uh, there's a more main phoenix event yeah yeah there's a more mainstream idea that it was the greek island of santorini which is is now a sort of like a, a mostly most of part of a circle, because it yeah. used to be a volcano that basically blew up spectacularly, and it's just you know the middle part disappeared. Right, so, and then that, that's kind of a mainstream theory. So I'm with you, Keel. It, it could either be that, or it could be something a bit more interesting, yeah. something out in the Atlantic. But you know, you you see uh, you see stories. I think Graham Hancock was talking about. Um, the Bimini uh, Road 
out off of the coast of uh, yeah, yeah. the the Keys um, or wherever that's at. Um, that really and, looks like a road to me. I mean, it it looks interesting. I don't know. I've seen rocks that are pretty squared, so I I don't know. It, if 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 there if it's a road that leads to something, I wish have, they would find it because it's. Have you seen those perfectly run. squared icebergs? Nature um, has a thing with geometry. I mean, it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I had something, but it, it's left me at this point. Well, do you have a story for us? Because it's about I that time. Yeah, we should move on. Really, it's um, well past my bedtime. I'm sorry, Terry. I feel like I've been just taking us way off road this entire podcast. Uh, mine is fine, mine, you'll feel good with me. Mine's gonna be pretty quick though. Um, so I, I, I don't know if if a lot of people have heard about this one. I really only just caught it um, on the Ron Paul Liberty report um, as a quick blip. But uh, from the NWO report, uh, GOP congressman introduces resolution to place a permanent bust of Zelensky in the U.S. Capitol. And, um, I mean, that's yeah. basically the story. Uh, he's a Republican, uh, Joe Wilson from South Carolina, and he wants the U.S. Capitol to have a bust of uh, Vladimir on permanent, quote, permanent display. Jeez, what a dumbass. And <laughs> I, I tried looking and looking and looking <laughs> because I wanted to see how much that they wanted to try and how much money they wanted to try and allo allocate to making this bust. But I don't think that it even made it that far, as far as I can. Billion dollars, yeah. Like I could see them being like, "We need to spend a hundred billion dollars. It's gonna yeah. be twenty <laughs> feet tall. It's gonna be made out of pure marble and gold, and it's just yeah. fucking." <laughs> and I gotta it's tell more, you, yeah, and stuff. I'd look into that because stuff you know, all the billions of dollars in inside. Yeah. Sorry, all the gold. It's just a bust of Zelensky. So, is, are we just gonna? Are you guys just gonna end up with like a statue of man boobs or something? <laughs> hey, I've I've been. I feel like I'm being personally attacked here. Uh. <laughs> um, I've got the text of the resolution here. It's very short. I'll read it out to you. H Res Ten, directing the Fine Arts Board to obtain a bust of the President of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky for display in the House of Representatives wing of the United States Capitol. And here's my first on comment on that. Representative Wilson, Joe Wilson. Here's my comment on that. We have a fine arts board. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's, people are paying like 20 bucks for a fucking dozen eggs, and we have a fine arts board? <laughs> that's a load of horseshit yeah. that's what that is well I, I reckon yeah. that this is just another not only distraction but it's it's another tool of division because can you imagine this is yeah this is just going to be like a wasp nest sort of thing some people are just going to think it's wonderful maybe and some people are just going to go out of their minds and then it's going to be attacked and probably taken down it's going to be a whole yeah. bunch of yeah. division what happened to all the, the, the knuckleheads in this country that wanted to get rid of statues? Why are we building new ones of, of world leaders? That's a very good point. 
comedian. That's a very good point. He is Russia Jesus. I wonder if they put high heels on the statue. <laughs> Wait, he's Ukrainian, not Russian. Russia right, the but he's going to defeat yes. Russia, so he's Russia's Jesus. I don't Russia, think... Russia Jesus is going to... He's like he's basically like Voldemort. Get the, get the Ark. We're taking care of Russia. I don't think the Russians are going to welcome Zelensky into their into their homes if he manages to, you know, defeat Putin's army. Well, <laughs> and, that's all going to end up. I mean, it, uh, if if we are assuming that this is all real, right? Um, I think that's always the stretch. The worst case scenario is that Russia, like fucking Putin's, going to be like, okay, fucking nuke. Yeah. Like, that's what happens if he loses. And hopefully, hopefully, we will be be entrenched. Our own soldiers will be entrenched with the Ukrainians at that point because we're heading that direction. And then when they get nuked, then we'll send nukes and they'll nuke us. And and then Australia Australia will be down there lonely because everybody else in the world will be dead. They'll just be waiting for that that, that nuclear fallout to come. Very... (laughs) <laughs> very fortunately Keel we have done an episode of Unit of the Unknowns of how to survive a nuclear war yes. so everyone should go and listen to that immediately We sh- yes do please do because it, it actually does have useful information in it you need a duck and a cover that's, all I know. that's a start <laughs> and a door yeah. take the door off the hinges, off the hinges and hide when underneath you, it when you see the light flash and a screwdriver and that first shock wave is slowly making its way towards you. Go find your 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 screwdriver and a hammer. <laughs> find your best screwdriver. <laughs> the, the the pins out, and then take the. <laughs> Crazy! Holy crap! Hey, so Go and make a cocktail. Finishing on politics. <sighs> uh, um, since we're finishing on politics, I'm surprised no one's brought up the Biden document story. What do we what do we make of that? Wait, the what story? Biden? Biden. Biden's that... documents. Oh, Biden. Biden's, Biden's taken the document story. He had a stack of documents they found next to his Corvette in his garage. A stack of classified documents. So two, here's, two stacks of documents. Here's why I am positive that it's all fake. Um, let's assume that Biden aides, because that's who they said found them, is aides, which are friends of Biden. Um, why would they? It's not. Are we pretending that the Biden administration has integrity? So they found these documents, and they were just so flabbergasted. Oh my God! We have to turn this in right now. Yeah, what? I'm How not they get in? that. I, you know what? I, so I'm bad. sure there aren't n- nuclear launch codes somewhere in there. I'm, I'm sure it's just mundane office crap. Like, oh, 100 percent. You got you got to go to the store and get milk after after you're at the office today. You know, like that kind of level of stuff that just says classified over the top because it happened to make it across somebody's desk. Yeah, they have said they were classified documents. Right. But, but I don't. Do I don't believe. Think they're setting him up to be. Are they setting him up to be dumped? Yeah, I reckon. Maybe. I, I don't poke, believe poke. this is any different than when Trump had documents at his place. I think 
F your president stuff just kind of follows you around. I, I don't know why, but I think that must just be a thing. And it you because they obviously don't feel. Biden wasn't aware, he didn't know up there, neither did Trump. It was no, he doesn't know anything, do he? He doesn't he doesn't know what he's looking at half the time, I'm no. sure. But I think technically there is a difference in that Trump as president can technically declassify documents, but a vice right. president cannot. Now that is not technically true. Vice presidents can classify documents and they can declassify documents that they or their office had classified oh, right. themselves. Okay. So there is some that level of, you know, that it's there. Stella, you have your hand up. Uh, yeah, I was just going to uh, say I was uh, watching the propaganda report. Shout out to Brad Binkley, our podfather. Uh, um, and he made a good, he and uh, Cam made a good point about um, where that footage that Biden, where he's, you know, confessing about the documents and all that. And Kamala Harris is standing in the background. She looked, she looked a little bit different than she usually does. Like she looked quite, you know, very astute and very upright and quite serious. Very like they're presidential. Gro they're grooming her. Very yeah. presidential. They're groom they're grooming that's her that's the very different. <laughs> that's the same uh, analysis I heard about that. See, yeah, I haven't exactly. watched the that press conference or whatever it was you're talking about, but I've heard the same exact same uh, comment about it, that she, she looked, she's got a different look about her. She looks more like a dude every day, but yeah. apart from that, she was definitely. Um... <laughs> okay, speaking of, of people that look like dudes, here's a quick conspiracy. Brittany Griner is a man. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I've, look, I've yeah, actually, yes, that contradict yes, look, that. There are pictures definitely. of her online shirtless, and she yes. has no breasts, and she has no zippers where one would have taken those breasts out. It's a man. So that, yeah, it definitely looks like a man. Yep. I haven't you, seen Stella. those pictures. They're out there. You're, yeah. And just the physique. Look them up incognito mode. No, I know. I know. She she looks and sounds <laughs> just like a guy. I, I my my wife I, I is, is a is a big fan of the WNBA, and I've I've seen Brittany Griner play in person, and yeah, she does look like like a dude. And I was I convinced. Actually, assumed that. it was a transition. Thing. does i so just assumed the, that was one of them but of that's them. <laughs> that's not i mean maybe she is but uh that was not the thing that i heard when she was coming up in the in the in basketball and i think that probably would have been um, well, i mean uh, yeah well unless but on top of that they the she was uh nude in the uh what's it called the not the espn magazine maybe it was but the the nude sports illustrated uh it's sports not illustrated it's not that it's uh I sorry think it's i i don't know porn. anyway so. but she, they, they produce it or at least used to produce a yearly issue where the athletes were shown nude and not they didn't have their genitals out or anything but they would Brittany it was Reiner. it was it was just to display their physique and stuff like that. It was artful mm. and whatever, but she's in that. And there is uh, shots of her where if she was a guy, you would have seen more than what is showing. I mean, yeah, but, it, you I, know, it, they it, could be faked as no. well. Unless but, you're, but I don't believe that. She just been that much trouble. You're assuming that. that she's going to have a big black cock. <laughs> what if she just has a teeny tiny little. Did she not have just I'm been taking lots of testosterone. 
Yeah, yeah I'm saying like it, lots of athletes even, do. If, even if she wasn't BBC, there would have been you would have seen something else there. I mean, why are you that. pulling the the poor British broadcasting communication <laughs> channel into this? Because it is a respected source of news around the world. Anymore. <laughs> Do you think we should be ending this podcast now? Yeah, yeah. Let's let <laughs> before Terrence, it gets ended. Uh, Terry, I, I, I'm glad you cut me off, Terry, because I'm drunk, so I I, I could have yeah, just course keep course for another hour. Before. All right, so let's <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, uh, Stella. Uh, you, oh, Justin's got another comment. I was just gonna unionoftheunknowns.com. Uh, find us there. Follow us. Do yeah. some shit. Absolutely. Justin, thank you. Terry, thank you. Keel Thor, thank you. Thank we'll you. see you at the next the next one. Have a Y'all great have, and have Stella. A great, have a great uh Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. Yeah. Try not Take to care, get everyone. shot. Oh, Good night, really. everyone. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to it already. <laughs> Bye all. Bye-bye. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.